ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to the studio to your show, Better Than Most Things, with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank Yay. you for Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, as you just heard, we are recording back in the studio, but don't fret. We did take precautions. Everyone was wearing a mask until they reached the table, just like a restaurant. For sure. For sure. And uh, we're good to go. And in honor of being back in the studio, we've poured some shots here. So let's take this. This is a cold Russian vodka. Vodka. So nice to see to you guys you. again. Nice guys missed again. you. Cheers to you. And welcome back, fans. We missed you, too. Well, That's the good stuff. Smooth. Okay. Oh. Should we edit out all the surviving noises we're making or leave them in? No, we're leaving them in for sure. Okay, then uh, let me get a couple more. Ugh, ugh. I'm way too lazy for that. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. All right, so, you know. I'm ready for this. I, I'm going to drop a lot of alarming news in this episode. I'm just going to preface it right Whoa. now. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I thought that was a welcome back Damn, shot. Damn, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was a fucking get ready for this show. Uh-huh. Okay. The, the sweet and the sour. Yeah. First bit of news is that if this theory I'm about to tell you is correct, the episode we are recording right now will not be heard by anybody. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. It's a nationwide blackout or what? Because I'm going to get too blacked out and delete this episode. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm sitting there like, how's that going to work? No. So people are claiming there's a theory out there, a new conspiracy theory, suggests that uh, the Mayan doomsday clock... From 2012, you remember that scare? Now I know what you're talking about, yeah. Is still going to happen. I don't don't know if anybody heard that. Beyond us. That That was the doomsday clock. Did you hear that? Like the doomsday clock? (laughs) (laughs) The Windows update is the doomsday. Oh, I thought I did something. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. I just snoozed it. So here's the theory behind it. Uh, The logic behind the theory. In 1752... We switched over to a different calendar. Where was I in that date? Uh, you were a sparkle in some, I'm guessing, Scandinavian guy's eyes. Continue. Yes. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know your lineage, sir. <laughs> I know. <if laughs> I'm just kind of guessing. I'm going to say Scandinavian forever now. <laughs> or Welsh. I don't, I don't <laughs> Continue your story. You're cracking me up. And so... Um, <laughs> We did that, and we changed from the Julian calendar, which scientists say was a so-so attempt at calculating a solar year. So these calendars are all based on a solar year. Okay. And we had the Julian calendar since Julius Caesar. Mm. And then in 1752, or around there, we decided that that calendar was inaccurate, and we need to switch to a better one. And so the new calendar, the Georgian calendar, which we've been on since 1752, okay. is only like 20 seconds, 26 seconds off or something. Oh. So it's still not the most accurate, but uh, that's Is that why have. some of the months are named after? I feel like there's some connection between like October is named like some Greek root to it or something like from Octobus or something and the old whatever calendar. I don't know. I guess I don't either. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, according to the theory, the, if we are still on the Julian calendar, uh-huh. 
the 2020 Mayan date, or excuse me, the 2012 Mayan date would actually fall on June 21st of 2020. Oh. So that's only in a couple days. So live it up, pals. I need another. Uh, can we I drink another shot of vodka? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. No, let's do this. Oh, I'm good. I'm going to just keep talking here. Dude, you just told us everything's going to die in like five days and you're good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm trying to watch my weight. Okay. Peer there pressure's we go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, the said audience going to be it. the one blacking oh, out. Yeah. The yeah, right. audience wants it. Hey, if the world's ending, shit. Work's going to be fun tomorrow. All right. Oh, yeah. Drink a bottle of water. You'll be fine. Don't you miss this? Don't, don't, don't you miss this? Isn't this great and better? <laughs> to the end All of the world. Right. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Five days. That went down. Much Ooh. Woo. Wadka's better. Woo. So that's pretty much it to that story. Um, what? You said you had more to say. No, I really didn't. I was just uh, bluffing. Okay. Point being. So I, I think it's kind of fun that we're recording this and we don't really know if it's going to be there. Anybody's ever going to hear it? If you're listening to this right now, count yourself lucky. Agreed. I mean, we could be all metaphysical about that. I mean, we could, frankly. And you'll get another episode if you're lucky. I mean, who knows? We'll survive even this recording. And then no one will hear it. So here was another thought that crossed my head. Actually, I do have more thoughts on this. Was uh, Why the fuck would the Mayans... Know anything about uh, the Julian calendar or the Georgian calendar? I don't think they would know about the Georgian calendar, but are we just matching up their timetable to our timetable and kind of doing the math there? And if so, then 2012 really was a mistake. The answer I would say is yes. Okay, here. I know nothing about calendars. That being said, I'm guessing it's all just people keeping track of time, period. Like minutes, minutes, period. So that calendar says this many minutes has passed. That calendar says this many minutes has passed. And you can almost sit there and do the math and figure out this many minutes passing equals June this, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And so it's almost everyone's really debating on the birth of the of the sun, I guess, and, and rotating and stuff. I don't know. It's crazy. So it uh, I hope you're enjoying this episode. So I have a story about um, the possibility of caveman royalty. Cave I call it Caveman Royalty just because it takes place a long time ago, but I, I just realized even saying it <laughs> sounds wrong, but I'm saying it anyway. Caveman Royalty. Okay. But um, it's kind of a weird story, though, so let's just get into it. So here's how, the, how, here's how we realized there was possibly a royalty-like structure a long time ago, as, as much as 5,200 years ago, because they found a 5,200-year-old Irish tomb with a dude in there, and it was evident that this dude was a, as a, a product of incest. Okay. Okay, so let's process that. <laughs> and uh, y'all, y'all, you've all seen Game of Thrones, so you know what so that is. So you said it was evident. It was evident. So that means he had some sort of mutation or, I would think, genetic malfunction Co- of some type. Correct, correct. Because yeah. uh, DNA extracted from the ancient man's remains displays a unusually large number of identical versions of the same genes. Right. <laughs> yep, and that is a pattern that indicates his parents were either a brother or sister or a parent and a child. Oh, so God. first of all, hot, right? We've all seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, okay, let's just let's just get that out of the way. And um, but what's kind of interesting about this though is if you think about it, that's kind of been like a weird thing that only happens in royalty in societies where usually people think they're of royal blood and then they kind of interbreed and do that weird stuff. Well, I would kind of disagree in that. Aren't uh, 
people who are um, trapped or isolated in a geological area tend to fuck each other. Right? Isn't that like hillbillies? <laughs> and uh, I've seen the hills have eyes. I know how that works. Well, on some level, yes, I guess I would agree that that would happen. But I, I think they're suggesting these people were like of a bigger ilk that just that they had to fuck each other. Okay. So this is, I guess, they, it didn't go into depth, but I think they they almost could tell there were so many people that these people didn't have to fuck each other. The fact that he's in a tomb may be evidence of his Correct. royalty. Of his royal no, the standing. DNA plus the fact that he was in a tomb is the reason they're having this thought. And here's kind of another reason why they think this, that kind of hammers at home, because I know it sounds weird. Like, why is incest? Why does that make sense? Why is this thing? Is because the team, they study DNA from 44 other people buried at this, like around the site. And only this dude had evidence of the, pretty much the incest gene markers. So everyone else wasn't fucking the oh, wow. it was just okay. that one. So, and he had the biggest <laughs> tomb, the biggest, whatever, the biggest monument. And so they they likened it. So here's another reason to hammer at home is King Tut. We've all heard of him, right? He ruled 3,352 years ago. This thing was 5,000 years old plus. So King Tut was actually the son of a brother-sister union. Hmm. So again, if you kind of really trans, if you really think about it, even though it's a weird, funky story, I agree. I know it's all Game of Thronesy, but this weird evidence is kind of the reason why they're thinking. I call them cavemen. That's probably bad to call. I don't know what to call them, though. They're like they're people that existed five thousand years ago, and like four thousand years ago is the pyramid times. Men. So again, we're kind of delving into those early societies where we're just kind of still shocked that they even exist, right? Right. Well, I mean, go Blecky Tepe level stuff. Caveman. I always think of Neanderthal, which is millions yeah. of years ago, right? I think so. Yeah. Again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but so again, I know caveman is probably a misnomer, but really old people are fucking their brothers and sisters <laughs> and and it's making royalty and it's kind of interesting so it's almost like the idea that royalty is this something in king tut's time was a thing and then like in uh well you know well the night back stuff. then your king has a club leg and like a cleft lip and shit oh yeah no they're all sickly as hell like i am of noble grade and they just can't they can barely breathe and they live to be 12 <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's really weird but the, just i like the idea that even Way farther back than we can think of, I guess, even beyond King Tut and this other society in Ireland. I think it was an, yeah, an Irish thing that there was another society of people just like, oh, these guys are above us or whatever. And, yeah. And, and, and I they mean, all fucked each other because of it or something. At the very least, it shows that they had some sort of uh, civilized power structure. Yes. Like, so that's fun. Not just a bunch of roaming nomads cutthroats correct which is what people almost assume that people around that time i feel mm. i got a story here for you it's not incest but um Dang. bored uh oh you know it takes place in japan so you can tie in some other weird kinks okay i'm back i'm back all right so there was a giant balloon that hovered over japan and people time. don't know what it was time date place time 7 a.m June 16th. Place. Japan. Sendai. We all know what Sendai is, but in case <laughs> for the people who don't know. Um, is, I'm assuming a place in Japan? Yes, it is. It's okay. a city in Japan or a region or a uh, municipality. I'm not sure what it is. A collection of But it's inside Japan. Who agree that they're in Japan? Yeah, so the orb uh, is absolutely extraterrestrial, but just in case it isn't, it's probably a drone. <laughs> 
Whoa, whoa, the, you, you went from balloon orb to UFO. What's going on here? <laughs> so here's why we, here's why it's a UFO in okay. the truest sense of the word, an unidentified flying object. Okay. Not necessarily otherworldly, correct? Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So meteorologists, local governments, and the military don't know what it is yet. Some military knows <laughs> what it is. <laughs> right. That's what I think. Well, is there a date on this? Is this a recent thing? I'm just curious about that. You said five days ago or something. I don't. Why well, didn't hear the date? Year. You just said July, whatever. Dun dun dun. Seven a.m. July sixteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, it was like four days ago. Sendai, Japan. <laughs> Maybe I'm so focused on Sunday to find it. Sorry, folks. I'm dumb. Sorry, guys. So that is insane. Okay. And already... it stayed there for hours. Hmm. So I have a picture of it. Do you want to see what they it didn't looks try like? to Independence Day it and like shoot a fly up, shoot a missile, like try to communicate. Just We're like gonna survive. <laughs> We're gonna live on. I want to see a picture of it. You guys yeah. want to see a picture of it? Yeah. All right. Here, here's what it looks like. He's showing us a drawn picture <laughs> of a circle. You couldn't. It looks like a a stick figure with an extremely Is large stargate. Head. <laughs> like it looks like a ball. <laughs> So it looks just like that. Dude, I was even telling Sean, I'm like, hey, you usually print out your things. Like, oh, today I've written them. And then he's like showing his fucking hieroglyphs and stuff (laughs) in his notebook and saying like it's evidence. (laughs) Like, hey, look at this picture. Have you seen the goblin topic I have next? And he's showing us a monster. We need to to post this on Instagram. Are you okay? We're going to Instagram post this for the the listeners. I think think more because... I want to hear. I want to go more down this rabbit hole. I like where you're going. So the orb. Okay. Um... Hovered there for hours. So people got a lot of pictures of this thing. They took, they saw it, they examined it for quite a while. Okay. And um, at the bottom of the orb was a shaft that led down and then uh, expanded out in four Looks different like feet directions. Almost. So, well, I'm thinking it could be propellers for a drone. Oh, okay. And maybe the balloon too. is just a way to hold it up for longer. It's a civilian project, whatever this is. is it right. Like Why is it in the someone, air? Someone just did this. That's the thing. It doesn't have any technology, it, it looks like, other than a propeller and a balloon, so it's not surveilling I mean, anything. And this is a detailed image. What? <laughs> Jesus. I, I cast doubt on that being a detailed image, and I'm still <laughs> casting doubt on this is even a story. That being said, I want to go into it. <laughs> like, But what if it's a podcast like us? Because the ultimate it. advertising would be, what if it just said better than most drones on the side of that thing? Boom. Or better than most UFOs. Better than most UFOs. I love it. Yeah, because an, an identified, an unidentified flying object is, is that is something you don't know what it is. So if the military doesn't know, the news doesn't know, the people don't know, if no one knows what it is, because us three here in this magical podcasting bunker we have. Because right now all we are is a UPO, an unknown podcast object. A Yu-Gi-Oh? What? <laughs> a UPO, unknown podcast object. I'm hearing Yu-Gi-Oh. What are you saying? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> a what? U P O. Is this a bit? You no, I'm not. Okay, U P O. Yeah, I like that. I like that because I think you're right, and it's probably a civilian project. Yeah, because you know who the fuck cares? And if it's a fancy, cool drone, then awesome. People can build all sorts of crap, and it's Japan. I just think it's funny how he's like the most talented artist I know, and that's what he drew. <laughs> yeah, he drew basically a, he, he described it great. It's just like circle that's stuff at the bottom. <laughs> so we have no idea what this is. No idea. 
what happened what happened to it like did it just float away or rumor away that's a great question i'm not sure okay i don't know if, well, i'm sure people caught the end of it but i, I don't know if it just well i mean like, did the military come and blow it up or <laughs> did someone shoot a bb gun at the balloon and pop it down or just it just flew it down or it went away or we all we know it was there then it went away yeah well, maybe see, it just, we'll just have our listeners from japan call in and tell us what happened simple plenty of them let's do that yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's an easy solution i was reading this topic today that was kind of kind of blow my mind and of course i don't i don't know much about it because it's highly scientific and Ooh. Last time I did science was in fifth grade. You but, got me already. But let's let's try to figure it out. Okay, so obviously we know that our brains set us apart from other primates because supposedly ours is bigger and can handle more information and blah 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 blah. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay, so this research is saying maybe that all that comes down to a specific gene that humans have. And that maybe there's a gene that we all have that kind of creates this. Okay. Right. It makes me think like, you know, we isolate that gene, give it to a frog, and all of a sudden we have sentient frog species. <laughs> right? Is that where we're going? What else do you think? I think... I would love to keep going down. Well, Fuck, that's such a dangerous the- tool. Because if we do have that gene, can we identify that gene in other species? Can we identify, like, dolphins are supposed to be smart pigs? Can we identify something close to that gene? I don't know. Jurassic Park? What are we, what are we talking about here? What's the... What's these people take? I mean, deep blue even sea. though it's not that big deep a deal. Deep blue sea. <laughs> oh, deep blue sea. Good one. I love the deep. It, okay, it is deep blue sea. No, it is. No, it is. Everything you guys are saying is right and more. And so, basically, it's a gene that is. Where these researchers have found this gene that has shown to, to show to the same brain enlarging ideas that happened in us a long time ago. And so, I'm not saying it right, but I'm, I'm going to tell you more about it. So here we go. So. Researchers in Germany and Japan, they introduced a human-specific gene to the fetuses of common marmosets. So marmosets are uh, a primate. They're basically those little small, cute ones. Like, they're almost – they fit the size of your hand. Uh-huh. Okay. The big eyes. So, they, yeah. They're just like – they're cute as fuck. They got that super don't kill me look. Exactly. And yeah. they're easy to control too, right? They're not going to do this in huge monkeys and stuff. And so these are only in fetus stages. But they introduced this gene into them. And when they introduced this gene into these fetuses, here's what it did to them. Holy shit. All right. All right. Now, again, here we go. Here we go. So, again, this is researchers from Germany, Japan. They introduced this gene into the fetuses. And then, in turn, the gene displayed a typical... Oh, yeah. This gene was displayed at human typical human levels, whatever that means. And it caused the monkey's brains to grow larger than usual. So the brains grew larger than usual, but here's exactly what it did, too. It increased the size of the monkey's neocortex. Uh It induced folding of the brain, similar to how a human brain is folded. It increased the relevant (laughs) progenerative cell type, which produces neurons. Tell us more about what that means. I know. I've never read that before. I'm like, what the fuck? Progenerative. There we go. Progenerative. Cell types. I have the mic in my way. I hate you guys. <laughs> and the chopstick. Now I'm back to the chopstick. When we recorded at home, I had a headset. Now I have the chopstick again. You earned that chopstick. Fuck you have to you. deal with it. I hate it. you guys with the chopstick. <laughs> anyway, so progenerative ty- cell types. They basically produce neurons, which is good. Neurons are good, stupid. And then it also specifically increased upper layer neurons, which are the neurons that increase during evolution. 
So okay, increased. Basically, these fetuses were doing some crazy stuff just by introducing these genes into them. Okay, Jesus. and they killed them before they came to term, right? One hundred percent. Okay. Yes, yes. Yes. Wait. So are you saying they sped up evolution by inducing this gene to them? That's insane when you think about it. In a weird way, I, I don't want to say that, but yes, in in yeah. that they did because I, I think That's the brain incredible. folding thing was crazy. That's also insane That's as well. Scary. The speeding up evolution though is like, oof, you're fucking with a whole new thing there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, we we always talk about AI. And how that could be a detriment or a boom for society. <laughs> Pop culture, most of the time, paints it as a detriment. Mm-hmm. Like, ultimately, what we'd be, do- we'd be doing here is introducing a new sentient species, much like AI, except this is another biological species. Well, we don't know because they didn't let it get that far. They said they yeah. C-sectioned it before it got that far. Um, but isn't that the ultimate goal, is to make something smart enough to play chess with us right well i think it was more to learn i don't know if we i don't know that's the goal you know what i have the best candidate to start with fuck monkeys we should do this with dogs they already love us they do well okay you know it's fine i don't necessarily have the the notes in front of me but i remember reading the article they they actually have tried this stuff on mice and something else before too and it did make their brains larger but it didn't necessarily do all the things it did so this is kind of like a primate thing exactly and again that's why i feel like they did it with these very small i even looked them up because they they didn't say like we tried it on chimpanzees because who you know we've all seen planet of the apes so like uh type of deal so they try these small ones i don't mind the research i like the idea that we are exploring these avenues and uh figuring out the x and y's to all of this stuff that that is awesome we're filling in the variables Mm -hmm. i just i fear this power in mm-hmm. the wrong hands, like yeah, it's like I mean, even with the animals, don't they say dolphins like are as smart as humans? So now, what if we enlarge their brain and give them the folding capacity and everything? Right. <laughs> it's like we I got deep blue like, all over again. Again, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but so I don't know if someone would say like this gene is like the ultimate. Even though that's how they market it in this in this article, they're like it's the evolution gene. You do it like type of deal. But uh-huh. again, I feel like it has to be more primate based because for sure. Otherwise, I'd be scared. Although they did say the mice, which are kind of again, they always test mice. And I have if a bunch it of mice was stories. primate based only, wouldn't that further prove the theory of evolution? I mean, because we came from theoretically, we came from monkeys, and it only works backwards on them and not any other species. Well, so. on some level, it almost just prove that this is this gene is perhaps the thing that kind of made us. And right. when we did evolve, there were a bunch of mute. There were a bunch of monkeys that had this, and some monkeys grew this gene. This gene folded our brain, it enlarged it, it did this stuff, and all of a sudden that one kicked more ass than the other one, and then if that trend continued, did this. I think this is my favorite topic of all time. (laughs) I love this. It's pretty intriguing. This is incredible shit. But I will say, I want to get back to it, because I know Sean called, oh yeah, yeah. Question, question. This also quantifies what makes us special in the animal kingdom, right? We can now say that maybe it's this... uh, Individuality larger. gives us individuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to the folding and then the uh, larger um, cerebral see, they had cortex a nice list or whatever for it was. So, so, all that stuff. Increase the size of the monkey's neocortex, which okay. is, uh, can't be bad. That has <laughs> yeah. to be right. That has to be good. Uh, induce the folding of the brain, which I think is 
because they I always read about the folding of the brain as a reason we have so much neuron pathways and all that bullshit because other stupid animals it's just a very smooth area smooth brain exactly <laughs> so when it starts folding that's the reason we start like going like hmm maybe we should it's like packing more terabytes in there in the same space my more my brain's more wrinkled than yours bro I bet <laughs> you old fuck smooth brain <laughs> <You'll> fuck <laughs> and then of course the progenerative cell types which we've all heard me stutter a thousand times which produces more which produces neurons. So neurons are like pretty much your thoughts, and then specifically increased upper layer neurons, which are the neurons that increase during evolution, which, I don't know, that is kind of a vague term, but still, yeah. it just kind of, it makes it sound like the higher thinking. When I hear that, it makes me think, more neurons are good, more connections are good, more brain power is good, so it almost was creating, you know, something. And so I like some of the phrases they said, like, awesome. so in this case, um, they stopped these experiments in the fetal phase. The fetuses were taken out by C-section after growing for about 100 days. Okay. 100 days is a lot, I thought, actually. Especially for these. They're like tiny monkeys. Um, but then, um, but yeah, definitely bringing in the new human gene influenced the monkeys into a world would step over. Oh, yeah. Bringing them into the world would step over the ethical lines, what the article was saying. Mm. And so. Where was the study done? It said Germany and Japan. It's oh. Always, yeah. It's never. America, like we're not, <laughs> we're all we're always sticky about this stuff. But they're being they're being sticky about it too, and then like they can't, they don't. They were just not sure what it would do or create or do because this guy even said like to let them be born. In my opinion, would have been irresponsible as a first step because you don't know what kind of behavioral change you'll get. Man, I agree with Mister E. This is some fascinating. This stuff. is seriously the most mind blowing topic I've ever heard. Like honestly, you had it me at the speed up the evolutionary process. Like that fucking, I, I had to stop you right there. It's it's incredible. I love how they on some level I almost like that they did stop it because half these articles we do read it's like and then they killed them two days later. Like <laughs> why would you do that? But this one, what got me is you're like it enlarged their brain. I'm like okay, that doesn't mean it's a good thing. And then the neocortex and all that stuff. It's like yeah, that's wow. Yeah, it I really mean, is deep blue sea. It, it's no, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah, ultimately, I'm watching that when I get home. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, I keep looking at all my other notes, but it, okay, it just so keeps saying like this you. shows basically that the gene is efficient to expand and fold a primate or a monkey brain. So like, I have the a question keeps... for the host: What is the most dangerous animal if this gene can be induced to it? Bears. Host oh. Sean. I mean, bears is a great one because they have the pound for pound. Land animal. Knowledge to do anything. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you can say shark is a deep blue or sea. Or like a but cheetah, I mean, a lion, same shit. It's like, I'm going to say bear. I mean, shark is like typical, but it's like, that's ocean. I guess though. elephant, but elephants would be too nice about it. And I mean, bears like could honey be. honey badger or some shit. <laughs> like one of the most deadly animals in the world. And then you give it more intelligence. Like, ooh. I, Give me one, host. Immediately, I want to. I want to say octopus because they're already so oh, damn smart and like. That's a fantastic. They're aliens already. I've said it before. Aliens. They are already aliens. Don't fuck with the octopus. Aliens. They are yeah. definitely aliens. They came on a comet or they're intelligent. I don't know. Don't fuck with them. Right. Exactly. That's don't a great one. That's a great. But one. again, they're, they're confined to the sea, and I guess the most threatening one would probably be a bear because, like you said, it's land. But threatening, I like where you went because that's octopus is like making sure others threaten you less, right? Instead of threatening others, because it would, it, he's all about like camouflaging and stuff. So, oh, I can imagine like just a billion of them climbing up a, a ship in the middle of the ocean and just <laughs> tearing it apart. Numbers and stuff. I'm almost thinking too, because you want something that's aggressive, that would be more scary. Because yes. if it was like a, I guess a like maybe a lion or yeah. a you, or a hyena even if it was a hyena which is almost like a weird scavenger. There's a lot about of even <gasps> some animal. Perfect. Got it. What is it? Okay, tell us. Possum. 
Uh, Tell us why. There's a million. There's a million of them, and they breed like no other. And they're the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, and they're everywhere. They're freaking everywhere. And then they like pot up and stuff, and work together like stupid possum face. They have like headdresses and shit. You like be like, oh no, oh yeah. Here is. Oh by the way, here I remember I said there was a sound effect, and I was like, here I I have this. Can you guys hear this? Please get your thing ready. But like I have this for this article for this. Hit me. Stinking bar off me, you damn thirty-eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound like Charlton Heston. <laughs> it's it's freaking Caesar saying no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I remember after we saw that movie, we Ew. screamed that at each other for like the <laughs> the next month and a half. Like, no. Oh yeah, and go on, go on, go on, Caesar. <laughs> like I watched it all day. Like I was watching these clips all today. I was even trying to study for this, and I was like, I, I was like, I'm gonna find a clip of, of, of all the apes movies. I gotta watch those again, dude. I love those fucking apes yeah. movies, bro. They go so hard on those things. Okay, Max. So I know we talked before the show here, and we both have this story. So let's just bring it up. Let's do it together. You, we both know Same time. about the bees. The bees. What did you want to say at the same time? Because that was... I thought like at the same... Like directly at the same time. Like the bees are going away. That's what you wanted to say? Yeah. All right. Let's do it again. Ready? Three, two, one. The bees bees are are going going away. I said bees going away. You said the. I said bees going away. Because bees going away is an incomplete sentence, right? (laughs) We're trying trying to make it short for... Gee, you fucked it up. So Einstein once said, (laughs) if the bee disappeared off the face of the earth... Man would only have four years left to live. That is true. I don't have that in there, so that's good. But that's what Einstein said. Yes. And this story here is a big fuck you to Einstein. It is. It is. <laughs> Damn. <Mr>. E. <laughs> I like hearing Einstein get bested. <laughs> Base me, bro. I'm a turkey. Base me. Dude, people always try to get that guy. So this is a story out of Japan, and so... Another Japan. Japan story. That's three. Yeah, they do all the best crazy. stuff now. That's crazy. There's a hidden <laughs> theme here. <laughs> the monkey, the UFO, now this. But here's the tagline, and then me and Sean will get into it. So basically Tentacle the tagline porn. is, uh, J- Japanese researchers have succeeded in fertilizing pear trees using pollen, which is not that big a deal, carried on the thin film of a soap bubble. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So, so unpack it. Essentially, what this Whoa. is saying, they, they, they published this uh, study in iScience Journal. And what they're saying here is a bubble that contains about 2,000 pollen parts can now be used to fertilize a field of whatever you want instead of bees or uh, man fertilizing it. Like other hand. Basically, it's an yeah. alternative way of poll- pollinization. Like, it's. it's as bees reduce, and he's right about like people can use their hands to try to do it. They also mentioned in the article that there were these little mini drones that they tried to pollinate the plants, but those drones were damaging the plants. And so that makes sense. The researcher, Ajirio <laughs> uh, Miyako, he got the idea from watching his son in the park playing with bubbles, and the bubble hit his face. And he's like, "Oh man, that hit his face!" But like nothing really happened. And then he kind of made the the connection. Like, what if you? Okay, so two questions here. First question is, how do they insert or localize the bubble into where the pollen needs to go? I know. 
luck. Like, do they just blow it right where, right in front of it? Like, no, 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 pure luck. Pure luck. So they just right. blow out a million. I don't of them. know. I don't know the answer. Which one? <laughs> no, they have bubble guns. So they could just shoot it right into it. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Right into like the reproductive it the, organ of the yeah. flower. Or whatever. They have even some drones that could do it too. That's they had some awesome. drones that were doing it, and it was like a the drones were able to hit targets from a two meter from two meters with a success rate of ninety percent. So how and is it damaging the plants if it's two meters away? No, it's not. Uh, before the drones were doing it with like a stick, basically. I gotcha. So now, <laughs> now they basically gave the drones like a bubble, bubble gun, guns. Okay. And it's like <laughs> awesome. And it's it, and it's equal to the dudes doing it with their fingers. It was like the same rate of like success so this okay. is way more efficient they could definitely have someone bubbling everyone or doing stuff like okay that. and then sorry go ahead host yeah. well, I, mean, like, I, I was just thinking to myself when i first heard about this and the drones they were using early on i'm just thinking about have you ever tried to like get any sort of accuracy with a drone as a novice or you know it's no, impossible I I got an entry-level drone for Christmas like three years ago. I still haven't opened it because I'm scared. So, no, I don't have any confidence I've got a drone back there shaped like uh, the Batwing from oh, cool. 89 Batman. And it's awesome. But at the end of the day, like, fuck that. It's not like the smartest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, so. it's above somebody's head. What if you fuck up and it comes down? I know. Maestro's over here in the corner and he's looking at me like, I've got a $3,000 drone. And <laughs> yeah. you're an idiot. <laughs> so my second question was, how are they embedding the pollen into the bubbles? Okay. I don't quite have that information. Oh, I like this. Each host has an answer for my <laughs> Actually, question. Actually, like, as far as I know, I'm not sure. Like, I know there was 2,000 parts per bubble, but I'm not quite sure how. So the interesting part about uh, this bubble solution is they tested several different types of uh, soaps and bubble-making materials and whatnot. And they came across oh. the one they liked. And then they added the pollen to it. And then on top of the pollination, or on top of the pollen, they added other uh, elements that would help it germinate, like calcium and just certain things that wow. plants like when getting pregnant. Wow! Actually, he did remind me of one thing because the reason they made that different type of bubble is because a normal soap bubble was too toxic to the plants, oh. so they had to make their own type of bubble, yes. and that's the reason it could like. And then they did all that stuff he said. Wow! So, so you can't like, use Dawn. Yeah, no, not just <laughs> these are like these are uh, a high tech bubble. I thought it was fun because synthetic, synthetic bubble <laughs> technology. It uh, pollination on top of just pollinating. They had the fourth foresight. What am I saying? <laughs> the fourth, the fourth Hokage <laughs> doing what? Foresight. <laughs> they had the foresight to uh, include these germination compounds Unique to New help York. it take <laughs> Unique, <laughs> New <York. laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. Yeah, I love that they uh, they weaponized the drone at the end of this study. I love the bubble gun. Yeah. It wasn't just some dude blowing little bubbles like, oh, we will bubble gun this. And I, lo- I love the idea you can just get a bubble gun and maybe in the future, like, <laughs> hey, you want some roses? Grab, buy this bubble solution. And you throw in your bubble gun. And it's like a huge gardening tool, just like like some freaking, what am I trying to say, like a machine gun or not a machine gun, um, like Chain a minigun. Gun, minigun. A minigun, yeah. like just a bubbles like, ah! Like fields of flowers or tomatoes <laughs> and shit. <sighs> so, I mean, is this a viable solution to the uh, murder hornet killing off all our bees? Is that right? It's I don't good. think there's any way that you could replicate the the work involved of all the bees pollinating all these things. No. Like, how would you ever have as many people doing the same thing and keep it viable? 
I'll tell you this really quick. There's a topic. Unless you that, have a minigun. <laughs> there was a topic that hit the cutting room floor, but now you just reminded me of it, so I'm just gonna mention it with no with no fucking idea about it. Uh, but basically, the article broke down to that bees also help plants grow because like chewing on them or something, just by chewing, Ooh, just by chewing on the growth or like chewing massage. on the leaves or something makes like the plant go Ooh, and like grow oh. more or something too. So that's like another way of bees do weird things or something. I should have brought it up. So they'll more. replicate I, I, that later down the line with Reno instead of so. Just those have dudes biting the leaves as they pull the bubbles. They're like, ah, num num num, and then bubble it, num num num. Very interesting. So again, uh, F you Einstein. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's what do you that. know? Soft, smooth brain fucker. Okay, so I know I promised you guys some devastating news in this episode. Yes. Other so, than the world is ending. Yeah, yeah the world's sure. going to end. There's more. Yeah, no one's going to hear this. So, but don't freak out when I tell you that scientists have discovered a giant egg of unknown origin in Antarctica. No way. Again, don't freak out. Okay, how big is giant? I've read about the egg, like not enough. Like I've seen the the title of like there's an egg and <laughs> I all need that to stuff. Know more. And I actually thought I never actually looked more into it. So I'm curious more about the egg. I think I know. I feel like at the end of this episode, you guys are going to be like, and all these topics were bullshit. (laughs) These are awesome topics. That's our April Fool's episode. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. These are awesome topics. Did you write the comment on the way to Earth right now? (laughs) Here's another another, uh, fancy fact about the egg. The scientists who discovered it nicknamed it The Thing. Because it's in Antarctica. You know, that makes more wow. sense because those John articles Carpenter were saying the thing. thing. I didn't understand the thing reference. It was like, oh, it's like the oh. thing. Like, what? Named after the the 1980-something John Carpenter horror movie, yes. The Thing, where they find great an movie. alien 10 out of 10. in Antarctica. Yeah, it's a great Kurt movie. Russell, baby. Yeah, so those are the facts. We found a giant egg in uh, Antarctica. We named it The Thing. I so thought, I thought that... The fossil was found in 2011. Okay. Oh, 2012? Are you going back to that shit? No, I'm just... Oh. It's a fossil, so it's a rock. Okay. Don't worry about the giant egg. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. And like, it was is found this in... thing alive? Is it incubated? Well, I thought What's they figured out it was like a, like a creature. 2011. Like... And it has been on display at the Chile's National Museum of Natural History all this time. So it's not an alien. Chile. It's not anything you got to worry about, point being. I expected more of a reaction. That, that but what really is flat. it? I mean, do they know what it is? Well, they figured, out it was, they figured out it was just an egg of some creature yeah. that, like, was existed yep. back think, then or something. Uh, but they weren't they were like sure what it was. The whole point is they, they're like, for, they had it for, like, a long time. You said they found it in 2011. So, like, what is this thing? And then recently they're like, it's an egg. Yeah, it turns out to be. That's a, what you came up with. That's what it is. I've, I, I, like, I've seen the, I've seen the little bit of the articles. Like, I haven't read the fucking thing, but I read like the, the like the title, like the little. T- I'm like, oh, I've read the title like four times. So uh, you I'm know, sorry, the titles always. <laughs> so the titles always give away stuff. So I do. That's all I know. Like, I don't know the specifics. So to answer your question from the very beginning, Mister E. Okay. Uh, the egg is about eleven inches by seven inches, which is that's big. Still big. Yeah. yeah. It's actually the second largest egg of any known animal. I think the ostrich is bigger. No, eleven inches. Ostrich oh, eggs okay. like a that's a handful of an egg. Mr. E, a, would you mind the, the largest average egg? age of a uh, largest? Let's yeah, because he said it's the second the largest so be a large one. So it was also a shell in the world. Shell. We've seen triceratop eggs. Or ever seen triceratop eggs? The largest rate on no, the largest egg on record weighed five pounds eleven ounces and was laid by an ostrich. There you go. Ostrich eggs. Aren't they also the biggest single cell? You said 11 there, inches. That's like a I don't know how to Google that, a foot. Sean. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically a foot. Yeah, no, this thing's massive. And so um, they believed 
is since it's a soft shell egg, they believe that it was from a water dwelling reptile. reptile yeah, yeah. Like a mosasaur. And a mosasaur Ooh. was the fish dinosaur from Jurassic World. Oh. Remember that big dude with the two rows of teeth and everything? Swallows that girl from the pterodactyl? Ah, interesting. Nice. Yeah. But with, so I'm assuming they could live in in Antarctica and, because I would assume only a few life forms could actually survive in that environment. So. Well, and at the time, who knows where Antarctica was? It could have been at the equator or whatever. That for sure. Good point. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> alien. No, you think it conspiracy? It's always an alien. So uh, the most interesting part of this is that uh, now that we've identified it and we think we know what it is, it could change the theory surrounding re- uh, marine reptile birthing. And whether or not they did lay eggs, because a large theory is that uh, the Mosasaur, for instance, gave live birth. I say, is that a live birth versus egg situation? So who knows? Really? It I could have crawled on land and like a turtle buried its eggs in the sand or something. Wow. Right? 12 feet or 12 inches. humans laid eggs? But I love, I just, I had to, I <laughs> know. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go on. <laughs> I heard that stupid I'm going to pretend like I'm, I didn't I'm, hear I'm that. Go I, don't <laughs> I was with him. Don't so. you don't you ever speak of that again. All right, you're right. Scooby-Doo topics. That was, that was one in the waiting. <laughs> well, I have a topic here. What? About what if humans laid eggs? <laughs> How Fuckers. poignant. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it did work out. Uh-huh. So in, uh, in a study from ca- Canada... Uh, um, <laughs> A couple scientists. Sorry. They got together and they realized. Okay, this is bullshit. I'm making it up. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Fine. I'll, tell you, I'll do my. I'll do my real topic. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. All right. Going home. I'm done. Okay. So this is the real topic, though. Um, these scientists they made a mouse smell a smell that wasn't there. Huh. So they they tricked a mouse into thinking it smelled something that wasn't actually there. I'm guessing they tapped into its brain somehow? They did tap into its brain. And okay, like the cat telephone. Like the cat telephone in a weird oh, way. Yeah, nice reference. Yeah. What's the cat telephone in case someone didn't hear that one? Uh, That's a great callback. I think the cat telephone was on our first or second episode, and it was a couple scientists back in the 1940s, 50s, something like that. And um, they cracked open a cat skull and tapped into its auditory nerve, to essentially turn it in, its ear into a telephone where they could speak into it. And then on the other end, they hooked up wires and a, uh, a receiver or a, a, what am I trying to say? A speaker. Mm-hmm. And they could hear what was being spoken into the cat's ear. The and the cat, cat lived in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they killed it and tried it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It went on to have a great life. Yeah, sure. yeah, that was another morbid ending to that one. So, similar, I guess, to the cat telephone is that scientists have implanted an artificial odor directly into the brain of a mouse. And huh. so the way they did this is through a, um, a technique called optogenetics, which is basically light prods genetically engineered nerve cells. So there's, like, nerve cells in the mouse's brain that are they somehow created. So I, I don't know how they do that. And then they shine lights at it, and that somehow triggers neurons in it. And then what's cool is, I have all this information, but I'm going to kind of paraphrase in my mind. What they basically did is they targeted the 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 nerve cells in mice's olfactory bulbs. They are clusters of nerve endings called glomerul, as we all know, <laughs> organized the smell signals picked up from the nose. So they stimulated these, basically, nerve endings in this area, and... The, the the mouse would kind of recognize it and how okay here's how the the mouse learned to, to signal the presence of this smell 
by licking one of two spouts. Basically, the mouse would smell like would lick one spout if it smelled like a cheese or something, and then it would lick another spout if it smelled this synthetic odor that didn't actually exist. The 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 scientists were making it happen. Okay. And the way it happened too was kind of interesting because. The mice would do it every time, but then they started messing with it and figuring out if if they um, fired the neurons in different orders, uh-huh. if it would if it would do the same result. Basically, if they th- fired like a bunch of random neurons in there, the mouse wouldn't do anything. So it had to be like almost a melodic, this one, then this one, then this one, then this one, then this one, and that would get the response of the mouse to get it to lick this certain spout or something. So they triggered it in a sequence. They figured out that they had to use this certain sequence. sequence. They called it a melody. A melody. Yeah. And they're almost saying this almost is a way to study the human brain as far as information going into it. As it's 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 almost not that simple, right? As far as yeah, it's a signal, and it's not as simple as like oh here's the cheese signal. Boom, there it is. It's more like ding, ding, bling, bloom, and then that's gonna make (laughs) cheese, or that's gonna make whatever the fuck. It's Simon in your brain. Yeah, it is. It's not just simple like, oh, it's cheese, dummy. Like it has to be this huge fire of a bunch of stuff. And but they were messing with. Sometimes they would mess with the the beginning of the of the melody, and then mess with the ending of the melody. And they figured out that if it was the beginning of the melody was fine, and the last part was all jumbled up, the brain would figure it out, and the mouse would still smell the smell. But if the beginning was all fucked up, the mouse would like wouldn't react at all. So. Oh, well, didn't beat myself. <laughs> and so, whoops. And so, this basically figured out, too, that information going into your brain is almost more reliant on the on pretty much the first signals coming in versus the last couple of signals that you translate, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, interesting. Right? Like, the first couple of signals you get, you're going to translate really well versus the last couple of signals, your brain's already just kind of processing that into something. Well, that explains, uh, that it kind of helps explain the theory behind uh, when you walk through a doorway and the refreshing of your brain. Oh, yeah. Because essentially it's a, it's a threshold. Yeah. On our old podcast, we talked yeah. about that story about how you walk through Doorways. a doorway and it's a refresher for your brain. You tend, to, you tend to forget more things the more doorways you go through. So yeah. if you walk through a bunch of doorways, that's why people walk downstairs or go outside and they come back and like, what was I going downstairs for? That's why I get lost in the Vegas hotels, man. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Because all doorways, as you said, refreshes your mind or something. It's Maybe it's some melodic something. So I think we've done another story on optogenetics. I don't know what it was. I've heard that term too. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I know, know we. I know we've done another one. So I'm going to go back through and figure that one out. But uh, I, it, it, all these optogenetics dealing with light and the way it interacts with the body, I love it because it's it's so Star Trek. It's so Star Trek. It is just sending signals. Like I guess light's energy, and so our body runs on energy pulses. So they're just sending pulses to certain nerve endings. They even said these nerve endings basically like they made them. A technique in genetically engineered nerve cells. So it makes it sound like they somehow genetically made these things to receive these light things. And then they just sat there like, again. Just taking a shot in the dark here. The topic you're thinking of isn't the one with the armor where it could make you feel stuff by. No, that was okay. haptic was like feedback. Live- oh, okay. Sorry, I just had to take a shot there because I thought I was going to be the hero. I swear I've heard <laughs> that fucking opto. Like, just, I know I, know I brought opto- up a story. Like, As soon as I said optogenetics, I'm like, dude, I swear we talked about it. That you said the same thing. So someone figured that mystery out optogenetics it's there it's one of our past episodes see so uh audience we'll let you in on something as soon as max and i are done recording an episode it's 
it's just a, a common practice to completely flush all those memories out mm -hmm. of our heads. We burn it all. I was about to say burn everything, yeah. delete all the notes. Like these, I, I take notes and delete everything. Like yeah, you're lucky you actually get to listen to these things because we just forget all about them. Yeah, no, and I do like when people remind us of stuff. Like actually, in episode <laughs> three or whatever, you did say this about the other. Blah 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 blah. So I ran across two subjects. Or two topics that weren't that interesting, but they turned out to be kind of combined. So oh. this is just a hodgepodge of information. I think it's kind of fun. Okay, with their powers combined. Uh, the crater that killed the dinosaurs mm -hmm. 6.5 million years ago, or the asteroid, has a name. Did you guys know that? I guess I didn't. I would assume they would have named it for reference, it, yeah. but I've never known the name, no. I right? would say it's... Um... Genocide. Fernando. <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> we had two different okay. views on that. That's kind of close given that it's um, it's settled in the uh, Mexico-Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, that's what totally why I said that. So uh, the name is Chicxulub. Chicxulub. That was my second. I was fucking this close. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as we know, it caused the extinction of lots of species, approximately 75% of life on Earth that's at a the lot. time. <laughs> that's a lot. That is, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is a crazy amount. 75%? <laughs> wow. So I never knew that statistic. That's mind-blowing. Right? Well, it covered the uh, Earth in ash, thus causing a winter. Jeez, nuclear winter. A nuclear winter, yeah. That essentially uh, killed Fuck, most I of the I guess I never really looked up like the magnitude of the asteroid. I mean, to kill 75%, that means almost covering the whole fucking Earth. Like, from it's hitting something crazy, like 99.90% .90 of all species on Earth are dead. It's crazy. Yeah. There's Due to that? No, 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 no. no. Oh, there's wrong. been multiple extinction events I, throughout I the Earth. I like gotcha. the. There's like they call them epochs and shit. It's 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 pretty much if we are. They always say make the joke we are a blink of the eye of the earth, but we really are because no, of course, humans yes. have been around. We've been yeah. we we debate been pretty much like two hundred thousand years. Yeah. So, but life's been here like billions. The first article I read about uh, Chicxulub was Chix that geologists Chix Chicxulub Chicxulub <laughs> Chicxulub Lube. Chicxulub. <laughs> yeah, Chicxulub Lube. <laughs> Geologists it, <laughs> now think the Earth below the crater was kept warm by the impact for more than a million years after impact. After the nuclear winter, it was still warm. Underneath where the crate, uh, where the wow. asteroid hit, oh, that energy transmitted and kept warm for a million years oh my god also it you know there's some uh that's so incredible holy shit and it created randall savage from the dc universe right <laughs> randall savage <laughs> he uh yeah i don't i, I guess he might have been created by that one sure why not uh, he was a caveman maybe he's i don't think the caveman i don't know man. i don't look it up people know, randall know, savage dc universe Whatever, yeah yeah so they determined this by uh testing the rocks under there and they found minerals that could have only been formed by hydrothermal properties Meaning that it probably tapped into the wow. earth and the earth gave back to that heat and helped keep it warm. And created something it would have never created under compress? any other circumstances. Yes. Did it compress That's stuff and make stuff? Awesome. Or just like hit? Heat and the heat and compression, the compression together. Yeah. It's like making a diamond basically out of carbon. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So currently, that geological area is quiescent. Oh. Yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> yeah. Quiescent. I had okay. to look that one up. As we all know. It means inactive. Oh. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's a nice little 
word to add to your lexicon. I don't know. Twice it? Spell that. I hope it. Twice it? What can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, it's really twice it out. I went to a party the other night, and it was quite quiescent. Hey, is that volcano going to kill us all? No, it's it's quiescent. I don't know if it's specifically a geological term, because I hope it is. Otherwise, the article that was using the word quiescent, like, come on. What the fuck are you quiescent? What are you the doing? The core is melting down. No, it's quiescent. It's fine. <laughs> we're, we're all good. Everyone calm down. We're quiescent. Quiescent here. Okay. And so that was the first story. Not much there, but uh, the second story was fun Not as well. Not much there. We just said quiescent. <laughs> Not much there. Um, so the second story was uh, all about evidence suggests that the meteor, the Chicxulub, Chicxulub. Uh hit Earth at a sharp angle. And it was traveling at about 20 kilometers or 12.4. What? (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I did it earlier. I did it earlier. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just start over. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let him start over. over. New evidence. (laughs) Start. No, start. Start for real. There you go. Fun will be had now. Okay. Also, new evidence suggests that the meteor hit the Earth at a sharp angle, and it might have been traveling at 20 kilometers, or 12.5 miles per second. I swear it was froze. Oh, a second. Like, I'm not sure. I read the same article. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it in. That's fine. I'll leave it. I don't give a shit. I'll leave it in. <laughs> I'm just saying. I wasn't sure. I swear I read a article. That's all I have on this article. You got anything? I do. <laughs> although you okay. <laughs> I have another mouse topic. Another you know, mouse the next topic. Next time that happens to you, we're gonna be all over <laughs> you. Oh, you all got me earlier. You guys all over. <laughs> do you? Uh, do they live in this one? The mouse topics? They never live. Yeah, they okay. never will live. <laughs> um, so Harvard Medical School neuroscientist they discovered a. Um, a population of neurons in the hypothalamus, oh my god, that controls hibernation-like behavior, or torpor. So torpor is a word yeah, I've never a, heard before. It's a Vulcan mating ritual. It sounds Go like on. it, right, for the most part. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it basically is a state of decreased physiological activity in an animal, is what torpor is. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. But okay, so like hibernation? Yes. Okay. It's like a hibernation or like a pretty much a period of not eating type of deal. And so they So they're quiescent. <laughs> or whatever the word was. Quiescent. <laughs> quiescent. Oh, yeah. It's the Qu- same meaning, quiescent. literally. The state of inactivity of dormancy. It is. I think it is. is it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you look it up? Yeah. Bro, all I have to say is Google listens to us because when you guys were talking about it, all I typed in was QWI or QUI and the first result quiescent. is quiescent. And with the look, <laughs> with the definition. Sure. Anyways, no, continue. It makes your mind quiescent. I think it's like inactive, like type of thing. I really think it does. And so they're, they found these neurons that basically could do this in mice. And so let me read more about it. But pretty much they could create this state in the mice and they could do it, they create a, like a, a state of torpor. And they could do that for a couple of days, and then they could get them out of that. And uh, did the mice do well while they were under torpor? They all died. No, they were fine. Like I said, the, t- the team demonstrated that these neurons, are, when they're stimulated, mice enter the torpor state, and they can be kept in that state for days. And then when the activity of the neurons is blocked, the natural torpor is disrupted. And so mice can do huh. this when I guess they're in periods of, like, there's no food or something. And they just kind of do this. Oh, so this 
species, mice, mice. are already predisposed to this. They can do it. Because yes. humans, like, you know, we're not predisposed exactly. to hibernation. So, How would yeah, that This is us? kind of like, a, so far, we've identified what, what makes the mice do it. And on some level, hibernation is the same idea where you, you're kind of keeping things, you know, inactive for a while. Your metabolism, your metabolism, uh, your metabolism <laughs> um, slows down. And, but since they can figure it out in mice, I guess they always study mice because on some level, humans aren't that far apart or whatever the fuck. So if we could almost, this is like the first step yeah. they're saying. Mice and you, bananas. Exactly. Exactly. If this might be the first step into like a human hibernation like project where if we can stimulate these type of neurons or create these type of effects in someone else, we could maybe increase, uh, basically, <laughs> increase, uh, basically, um, create. Well, I was, I, no, I wasn't saying. Three shots, ladies um, and gentlemen. I was Three saying, shots. Basically, going to like make people. Get Fresh this... off roasting host Sean for making these mistakes. <laughs> and this guy can't put a sentence together. I, I said, I said I was going to get roasted because I got roasted earlier. So that's why I welcomed it. Okay, but I see where you're going with this. You're, yeah, you're like saying it's hypernation, basically. Well, you're saying hypersleep. Yes. You know, so we send our people to Mars, but we have them sleep the whole way. Yeah. No, like NASA sending people like to, to Mars. Uh, prevent, preventing brain injury during a stroke, enabling new treatments for metabolic diseases well, so, or and hibernation. The, the difference with, with cryosleep and this method is cryosleep, <clears throat> I guess cryonics implies absolute zero to suspend the body. Whereas this would put you in a hibernative state and probably you'd be UV'd to nutrients and you'd probably wear a diaper or uh, something <laughs> the whole time. Well, actually, it did say because, like, in that state, you you do l- lower your like body temperature a little bit, and your 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 metabolic things do slow down, so you're not like eating or being hungry as much. And so, I think in a hibernation state, you don't shit either. Like, I know bears don't shit, although I know bears they actually eat a bunch of stuff to plug up their shit before they hibernate. Type of deal. So again, this is kind of like a weird, weird, wacky out there idea of like. Maybe one day we could transfer these ideas to humans, and then this could be the way we could hyper. Because I think right now we've, we've been thinking about let's just freeze them, let's just freeze people, yeah, and then we'll unfreeze them over there. But that's not enough that we know that's gonna kill you, basically. So maybe if we could somehow induce this torpor state, whatever the fuck that. Oh yeah, that's what. That's why I could torpor. It's hard to say. So torpor <laughs> state. Yeah, <laughs> this quiescent state, basically. That could be maybe one step to getting us out there if we want don't want to like exist the whole time and just kind of whack out. I love it. I, I frankly love it because, uh, I mean, you see it in Avatar, Aliens, all this other stuff where they put people to sleep. And specifically in Aliens, it's not necessarily a cryonic, absolute zero frozen sleep like it is in Austin Powers or some shit. Right. Mm-hmm. You're living. And so uh, I'm excited for this technology, frankly. I love it, space travel. Me too. So, Mr. E, do we want to do the space game? We're going to take a quick break. As soon as we come back, we are going to do the highly awaited space game that we've all been waiting space for. Game. And I've been waiting for us to come back in the studio to play this. So sit there, sit tight, and we'll be right back. And we are back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. So if you've been listening to our episodes, and even if not, we do games pretty often here. And the last game we had, Sean was the winner of. In the end of that game, we spun a wheel, which had probably six to eight random entries on it. And those topics were going to determine the trivia topic of the next game. 
The topic of that was space. So it's been probably four or five episodes. This has been a highly awaited trivia game. We've yes. asked every week. We're like, is it time yet? <laughs> They've like, been very nope. anxious for it, but I was saving it for when we recorded in person person because I wanted it to be special. So the way this game is going to work is I am going to have eight questions regarding space. And instead of doing the normal format where I say a question and they have to buzz in, we're going to make this a little more fair. I'm going to give one person the room to themselves. I'm going to ask them eight questions Whoa. while the other person is outside. Then when the other person comes back in, it'll be their turn. I'll ask them the same eight questions while the other person is outside. Then they will both come back in and I will go through the questions and the answers with them together. Just for editing's sake, for the listener, we will only have me read the questions one time. Please feel free to play along. And then when I go through the answers, we can go through them together. Any questions, hosts? Is there anything to Jenga or <laughs> something like that? All right, you're slow. No, but there are two random questions in the eight that are worth double points. So every Ooh. question will be worth one point. There's two in there that are worth two points each. And they're random. And they're random. Actually, Maestro picked two random numbers between one and eight. What? And those were the ran- the double I'm jeopardy guess, questions. Give me, I'm, I got a dollar to guess. I'm going to circle the ones. I have, I'm going to circle what's worth to guess. So, Hoshan, since you won the last game, and every other game before that, you get to choose who starts this game. I thought sure I won one game. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so to clarify, I have won every a game. A lot of games. <laughs> but Max can lay claim to being the best price guesser. Oh, yes. that's right. But that wasn't my game. He was good at numbers. You're good at numbers, sir. <laughs> I'm really not, actually. That's pretty funny. But I won one game. Oh, the number game you got bodied in. That's right. Uh, dude, yeah, when my... every question revolved around a value. Yeah. My Whoa. guess is, holy shit. Wow. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Stuff it's been a while here. since we've used the studio. It's like falling apart. So, Sean, since you explained all those games you won, and you are the current winner, who do you choose to go first? Well... I want an advantage here, so I'm going to go first. You're going to go first. Okay, we'll take a short break here. Max will leave the room, and we'll get started. Why is that an advantage? I don't know. There's no advantage in this. Why is that an advantage? (laughs) If anything, well, don't tell me. Get out of the room. Don't tell me the time to beat. Go, go, go. Goodbye, buddy. All right, we'll see you in a second, fans. I want to get some water anyway. We're back with Hoshan. All right, Hoshan, any questions before we get this game started? Uh, n- no. Okay, I'm going to read eight questions. They're multiple choice. Just go ahead and write your answer down. There's no need to say it out loud. Okay. Question one. Roughly how old is the sun? A, 2.4 billion years. B, 3.2 billion years. C, 4.6 billion years. Or D, 8.5 billion years. Question two, which of the following American American Mars rovers was sent into space most recently? A, curiosity, B, innovation, C, opportunity, D, spirit. Next question, question three, which planet in our solar system rotates the fastest? A, Earth, B, Mercury, C. Saturn. D. Jupiter. Question four. Who was the first woman in space? Was it A. Valentina Tereshkova. B. Sally Ride. C. Kalpana Chawla. Or D. Deborah Stint. 
Question 5. Between the orbit of which two planets does the asteroid belt lie? Oh, okay. Is it A, Earth and Jupiter, B, Mars and Jupiter, C, Saturn and Uranus, D, Uranus and Neptune? Question 6. Which of the following planets does not possess any moons? Is it A, Jupiter, B, Venus, C, Mars, or D, Neptune? Alright. Question 7. What element is the sun mainly composed of? Is it A, hydrogen, B, carbon, C, helium, or D, oxygen? Question eight, the final question. This was also a question for a million dollars on who wants to be a millionaire for those listening. Approximately how far is the sun away from the earth? A, 85 million miles. B, 90 million miles. C, 95 million miles. D, 100 million miles. Okay, so we'll be right back with both hosts to go over the answers. And we're back with both the hosts. Listeners, hopefully you played along with us. We're now going to go over the answers and determine which one of those questions that Maestro randomly selected, two of them, which are worth double jeopardy. It was so stressful. So remember, every question is worth one point, so mark down which ones you get correct. So question one was roughly how old is the sun? The correct answer was C, 4.6 billion years. Okay. Question two. Which of the following American Mars rovers was sent into space most recently? That was kind of a hard The one. correct answer was A, Curiosity. Question 3. Which planet in the solar system rotates the fastest? The correct answer was D, Jupiter. <laughs> Question 4. Who yeah. is the first woman in space? <laughs> Double Jepper, Jeopardy. Oh, of course. The correct answer was A. Valentina Tereshkova. Total guess, got it. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Question five. Between the orbit of which two planets is the asteroid belt found? The correct answer was B, Mars and Jupiter. Question six. Which of the following planets does not possess any moons? The correct answer was B, Venus. Question seven. What element is the sun mainly composed of? Double Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Oh, really? The correct answer was A, hydrogen. And the last question, the million dollar question, approximately how far is the sun from the earth? The answer, C, 95 million miles. Damn. Post max, how many did you get correct? I got five correct. Oh, Sean, how many did you get correct? I got, uh... Remember that four and seven are worth double points. I got one of the double ones. So you got, oh. set, you got six correct I got then. four. Oh, God. Correct. Actually, I got four and seven correct. So what's your total? Well, These are worth two, so two, four. Oh, oh shit. So one, two, three, uh-huh. four, five, six, seven. So he has seven correct. Seven. Seven is the number I have Seven to beat? points, yes. Well, let's start with number seven, because I got that one correct, and that's worth double. <laughs> that's double. Yep. And so that's two. Let's end there. <laughs> that's it. So. <laughs> that's all you got? I only got seven. Right? Yeah, so I only have two points. And how'd you do? <laughs> oh, I lost. Okay. What'd you get? I did terrible. I only, I only got four. Oh, so you got four total. So you got, the du- oh, yeah, you got both double. Go. Bam. Well, there you go. Host Max is our winner. And <laughs> oh my god, 
I did terrible, and I, I'm very disappointed in my performance here, mainly because we talk about the age of the sun uh, all the time. Like, our past six episodes have been about the age of the sun or the universe or how it relates to Earth and what you how say it was. we are. I don't know. I don't know which question D, it was. Which but was uh, 8.5 yeah. billion. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mr. E. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that old, bro. So, yeah. just like a, like a uh, <laughs> tradition, uh, in the last game, we picked a random wheel of like eight different topics for the next trivia. And since host Max won this one, he Finally. gets to be the lucky guy that we, spins the wheel. What are the topics on this wheel? The topics on this one are science, pop culture, Marvel, movie quotes, sci-fi movies, Star Wars, animals and insects, or winner's choice. Ooh, okay. So Max, go ahead and give us a spin on that Whoa. wheel. Spinning. And where does it land? The next quiz will be about Star Wars. You're fucking that one too, oh bitch. God, I am. am. Dude, I know everything about that. I'm not going to study. Like, I don't need to. <laughs> Shit. I read the books, guys. Wow, I've seen the movies at least once. <laughs> I know. I'm getting uh, I'm the shaft on the next one. I can feel it. But, I mean, what's uh, that even going to be? Maybe I'll surprise you. Nah, can you do make it about the extended universe books? No. Like, Let me think about it. No. <laughs> no <laughs> It'll be random because, once again, I'm ignorant to all things Star Wars. So. Can you make it only about the prequel trilogy, like, which she's never seen? That's my, that's my best subject versus all the other ones I'd be quite ignorant of. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you uh, next time. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself. Let us know if we miss anything. And as always, submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter, Instagram, at BTMT underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app. 